Good morning. This is Tuesday. I'm Weemela, and uh, we have bright, sunshiny weather today. Snow on the ground. So we had a couple of days of snow, but oh, our sunshine is wonderful. So I hope you have sunny days where you are. Well, I had a break on Sunday. I went to Wisconsin to be with family, and now we're back on schedule. I'm going to read from Heartwood of the Bodhi Tree today, and then we'll sit together. And then you may have lots of questions from our reading. If you do, put your questions in the comments, and I'll definitely try to get you an answer for them. So we are in the chapter on chapter seven of this book called Elements of Sunyata. And remember, Sunyata is voidness. And that's the heartwood of the, of the Bodhi tree. So the, it's the Buddha's teachings on voidness. Uh, Buddha Dasa Bhikkhu was a very famous Thai monk and uh, a great teacher. So... Elements of Sunyata. Sunyata is voidness. We often think, we, the same thing that we think of when we talk about anatta. So what are the elements of Sunyata? The word datu has the same meaning as the word dhamma. I think some of these we've read. A datu is something that can maintain itself, just as with dhammas, changing datus maintain themselves through change, and unchanging datus maintain themselves through changelessness. We ought to study these datus, which are things incapable of being self. So we need to know what what isn't self? What sort, of, what sort of elements do you know that could be voidness itself, the essence of sunyata? Students of physics and chemistry know only the material elements, of which there are over a hundred, with more being discovered all the time. None of these elements could ever be sunyata itself. If we say they are sunyata, we mean that their deepest meaning is voidness, but they aren't sunyata itself, because they are merely material elements, rupadhatu. There are also immaterial elements, arupadhatu, elements of mind or consciousness, which lie beyond the domain of physics and chemistry. One must study the Buddhist science before one can understand the immaterial, intangible elements which are a matter of the mind and heart. So Buddha, there's Buddha science, and then there's uh, what we think of as Western, Western science. The voidness element. In which of these two kinds of elements does voidness abide? And that voidness is... It's that good thing. I mean, it's not a bad, we think of voidness often as just maybe being a black hole, but that's not what it's, what we're talking about here. If a person were to say that sunyata is a material element, 
his or her, her friends would die laughing. Some people would say that it is an immaterial or formless element. And here are the noble ones, which are sometimes called adya, would die laughing. Voidness is neither a material nor an immaterial element. It is a third kind of element that lies beyond the ken of ordinary people. The Buddha called it quenching element or cessation element. The words material element or form element refer to materiality in visible forms, sounds, odors, taste, or tactile objects. Let me turn up the sound a little bit. Formless element refers to the mind and heart, to mental processes, and to the thoughts and experiences that arise in the mind. There is only one kind of element not included in these two categories, an element that is the complete antithesis and annihilation of them all. Consequently, the Buddha sometimes called it coolness element, sometimes quenching element, and sometimes deathless element. Naroda Dattu and Nibbana Dattu both mean quenching, quenching that thirst. It is the quenching element, the element that quenches all other elements. Amata Dattu means the element that does not die. All other elements die. They must die because it is their nature to die. Nirodhadhatu is not tied to birth and death. On the contrary, it is the utter quenching of the other elements. Sunyata is that which dwells in this element, and so it might also be called Sunyatadhatu, for it is the element that is the source of voidness for all other dhatus. If one is to understand those things called dhatu well enough to understand the Dhamma, they must be studied in this way. Don't be deceived into thinking that knowing the elements of earth, water, wind, and fire is sufficient. They are just a matter for children. Those elements were already spoken of and taught about before the time of Buddha. One must go on to know the immaterial consciousness element, vijnana dhatu, the space element, akasat dhatu, and the voidness element, sunyata dhatu which is the utter quenching of earth, water, fire, wind, consciousness, and space. The element of voidness is the most wonder elephant. <laughs> the element of voidness is the most wonderful element in all of Buddhism. In short, earth, water, wind, and fire fit in the category of form element, rupadhatu, the mind Sense consciousness and mental processes fit in the category of formless element. Then Nibbana, this voidness element, Sunyatadhatu, belongs in the category of quenching element, Nirodhadhatu. You must find a quiet time and place to sit and look at all the elements. You will see clearly that there are only these three kinds. 
Then you will begin to discover sunyata datu or nibbana datu and will understand this anatta or sunyata that we are discussing here. We may lay down the principle that in grasping at and clinging to I and mine, there are form elements and formless elements. In the absence of clinging to I and mine, there is a cessation or quenching element. Conversely, one may say that if the quenching element appears, one sees only sunyata. The state free of I and mine manifests itself clearly. If any other element enters, one will see it as form, name, visible object, sound, smell, taste, tactile, object, feeling, memory, thought, consciousness, and so on. Each one in the whole confusing crowd has a part to play in the arising of clinging, which can appear as love or else as hate. We all have just two dominant moods, satisfaction and dissatisfaction. We are familiar with only these two. We have been interested only in gaining that which is felt to be desirable and in fleeing from or destroying that which is felt to be disagreeable. Things are unceasingly busy, and the disturbed mind is never void. What must we do to make it void? For it to be be void, we must overcome or go beyond all those busy elements and come to dwell with the element of sunyata, or voidness. I think this is a short chapter, but I think I'll stop with that. This gets to be pretty, uh, like, more uh, Buddhist, high-tech kind of knowledge. But I think it's, I I have to chuckle when he says that it's just kids' stuff if we stop at wind, water, fire, and air. That's an introduction to the elements, but he's saying we have to go beyond that. Yeah, we we can read more. I did want to just how ask everyone how you're doing with the tensions going on in the world. Have you have you found a way to help out or to make your own peace seeing this kind of something that we just as as westerners I think we just didn't expect to see this uh happen in Ukraine. When, but I think about, um, you know, for the, for the Russian leaders, for the Russian leader, uh, Ukraine belongs to Russia. It's very much a sign of that, uh, I, me, mine, that grasping. And that's the concept that we're looking at now. So if he believes that's part of his country and he wants to make Russia whole again, what does he do? These are It's his country, so he can do what he wants to do. He can invade it. And so it's that's part of that, the suffering that uh, this clinging and this attachment, the, uh, this feeling of this is mine, this is me, this is who I am. It causes a lot of suffering to the very people that he's claiming are part of Russia, part of his part of his domain. 
and uh, he's willing to kill thousands of them and, and put entire families on the run just to save their lives and to have to become, uh, uh, have to emigrate into other countries. And that's because we hear the leaders say, well, this is ours, this was ours to begin with. This is part of us, so we can take it back. So there, there's a lot of, um, you know, he's, it's like he's doing it as a way to rescue those people. So that's when we see that really dark, a really dark side of having that concept of I, me, and mine be such a strong one in human beings. So nothing, nothing whatsoever. It's, it's to cling to anything is, uh, is a destructive thing. And so even clinging, even if it's only, uh, lip service to say, oh, well, the U- Ukraine is part of Russia, so we're taking it back, like uh, like finding a kidnapped child or something. But we, we know that that's, that's, the, that's the flip side of this, uh, this whole concept we're looking at. That's the negative side. When we're, when we're, when we think we have, we're, we have what we want and what we need, and it makes us feel good, that's, uh, that's only as long as it's exactly the way we want it. So these are very important concepts to look at and understand and uh, see beyond. So why don't we sit together? Okay, I'm trying, I have, <laughs> yeah, I can see the time now. I think probably to be together and sit is a good thing to do. I hope you're, uh, if you're feeling a lot of frustration or sadness, you know, about Ukraine and, you know, there are a lot of prayer vigils that places or are, are, groups are doing. The Blue Lotus Group in Florida is doing, is being part of, is part of a, a vigil that's going to be happening, I think, in the next week or two. Um, there are some, those are some healthy things that we can do when we have strong feelings about something going on over uh, far away from us and not a lot we can do, but we can certainly uh, meet with others who want to do either do a, a meditations or prayers or a combination of different, different types of uh, contemplations or prayer or uh, centering just to be with other people and to be sending that energy out into the world can be something that feels can be very healing for us and that's what we need right now right that's so find a find a group who's getting together or uh take care of yourself spiritually when we're when we see the world when we see things going on in the world that are we feel helpless in the face of, we feel helpless and we feel we're angry and we feel helpless and um, we see, especially if you watch TV, you see all kinds of horrible situations or if you listen to reports or interviews with people. Uh, It's amazing how 
how the things that people go through and, you know, people having babies in the midst of this and, well, it's, it's difficult for all of us. It's, it's not what, how we want to see the world, but this is samsara. So keep going, keep sending good energy, keep doing things you can that, that can help. Uh, seeing, what, seeing what there is that you can do that can help you feel that you're, you're contributing somehow to a positive effort. So why don't we sit together? That, that's, a, that's usually the most positive effort we can start with. Let your body be relaxed. And roll your shoulders back to just help you be more comfortable and to help you, helps you sit up straighter. Even if you're on the floor, you can feel your spine will feel better. Close your eyes if you can. And if you're lifting your spine up, you'll you'll feel that your lungs have more space. But then just breathe your natural breath. Observe the body breathing. We're not putting a lot of effort into shaping or uh, manipulating the breath. Be aware of where you feel the breath in your body. Sometimes we feel it around the nostrils. That's more subtle. Uh, It's good if we can feel it somewhat in the belly, because that means we're breathing. We're taking our bodies breathing a little bit more deeply. We can feel the belly rise and contract. Just be with the breath.
can work with the breath and think of this as a calming, cleansing meditation. Helping us release fear Let go of our own fear and just feel. Compassion, not only for ourselves, but for all beings in this world. and compassion to people losing their homes, losing their way of life. And compassion for those who can't leave. Compassion for the fear they might be feeling. People are being separated from their loved ones. Compassion is one of the qualities that is infinite, no boundaries. So we try to think compassionately towards the people suffering in a war-torn country and also the people attacking that country. Compassion for the people, the soldiers just following orders. Compassion for the leaders. 
greedy for power or greedy for resources. Compassion for ourselves and any fear that arises. For family, worried about family and friends in Eastern Europe. Compassion to all of the people who are taking care of people as they pour over the borders taking care of them, finding places for them to live, finding medicine, clothes, food, reuniting them with others. Just keep coming back to your breath. Thank you for being with me. May everything that we all do or say or think today be done not only for our own benefit, but for the benefit of all sentient beings everywhere. From the smallest creatures to beings we can't even imagine And especially today, thinking of the people in Ukraine, the people helping them, the people invading them, And, uh, and hold a wish in your heart that wisdom will prevail instead of delusion. So thank you. Thank you very much. I'll see you Thursday. Bye.